0: dating thing is quite complex you have the problem that uh well i work all the time so when you're working all the time you're not really interacting with people outside of Mm -hmm. your work world so there you go that's problem one (laughs) and the whole online dating thing just the thought of it Really stresses me out, so I have never waded into those waters and want, want nothing to do with it. <laughs> nah. And because of that, maybe I'll just be alone forever. But if it if that is what it is, so be it. Two, I work all the time, so in, <laughs> investing in somebody that's it's it's difficult to do because uh, well, there's only so much bandwidth there. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can't really do that. And then uh, three okay, I get into, I I somehow find, find someone, I then somehow find some time to invest in this person. It potentially doesn't work because I work so much. See a theme here. There's a, Mm -hmm. there's a theme because I work so much. Um, it ends and it's super distracting when that happens. (laughs) Super distracting when that happens. And uh, I
1: I need to be focused right now in what I'm doing because there's a, there's a lot of iron in the fire. <laughs> so it's like, all right, sorry, uh, we can't date because if we ever break up, it's going to make gonna work be- hard in a year from now.
0: <laughs> it's going to be too
1: distracting to yeah, my, to my career. To-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can date as long as you never break up
1: with me, no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's
1: <laughs> no conditions.
0: So yeah, not not a super super solid proposition, um, which is why I'm just in in avoidance mode at the moment. Which which I am I am more than okay. Yeah. Like I'm I've not said that before. Yeah, I'm I'm chilling, man. So I do cry myself to sleep like Friday Saturday nights typically. Otherwise, I'm good to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like two nights a week. Yeah, that yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, two nights a week when everybody else has a social life. We're good, but the rest of the time I'm distracted by work, so I don't think mm-hmm. about it.
1: Fun. I'm uh,
0: I'm joking, everybody. Jokes. We're recorded, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that was, so that was a great introduction to that's the internal that's a great introduction
1: podcast. to the internal podcast. <laughs> I, I did want to follow up with. I had multiple conversations this weekend talking about how you and I had had a conversation very early on about um, you know, what is the work life balance at Build with. Just because I feel like. The idea of work-life balance is in response to companies saying, you owe me all of your time. And if you are not invested all the time, if I can't reach you during the weekend, you must not care enough. Yeah. Um, and so then it was like, well, work-life balance means you can leave work at work and you have your home life at home. Mm-mm. But I think the next evolution of that, and this is what you and I had talked about, was your work spills into your life and your life spills into your work. hmm and where where you are right now, and in the way that you're talking about, you know it's hard it would be hard to date someone in your current life stage. It's because your work and your life spill into each other all day every day your Your life is the work, and the work is your life. You know what I mean? It's a really good
0: place to be. It's where I need to be. I need to be a hundred percent in on what's right in front of me, the company mm-hmm. it's It's also a dangerous place to be because then. You can run the risk of your identity getting so wrapped up in the company or this other entity that if the other entity were to disappear for whatever reason, you don't even know who the hell you are. So I do try to balance that and try to work on who the hell I am. Like the Chad Wright thing I just did in North Carolina, you know, take three, three days to go out into the wilderness and figure out who the hell you are as a human being. I do try to balance that, but yeah, it's, it's super consuming. It's we're trying to do something extreme. As I've explained, we're trying to make the dirt world a better place. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it just takes a re- extreme amount of commitment to actually, if I'm actually serious about doing that, it, it's going to take everything I got right now.
1: And and that's okay. I'm willing to make that trade. I think what's tricky about your position. And I don't mean your job. I just mean like your position in life is a lot of things are having to happen real time for you. You're, if you learn something, you know, with, through either experience or like you go out and read it or take a course or whatever, you're almost instantaneously pouring that experience and education into the thing you're doing at BuildWit, if it if you think it would val- or you think it bring you value. Yeah. You don't have a wealth of experience previous to BuildWit to lean back on. You know, it's like, well, I've been mm. doing this for 20 years and I know that's what it takes. That, not doing is, that,
0: which I think is one of my greatest assets, mm-hmm. and which is why I like to work all the time because <laughs> it's just so much fun it's so much fun i i and i it, I struggle to explain it to people outside of the company they're like, so what do you do oh, i just I just work and I don't say that to be to flex to be like yeah dude, I just fucking grind twenty four seven bro oh you don't you don't grind i i grind like it's not like that it's I work because I just like to do it. I love it. And that's not to say it's not exhausting. That's not to say it doesn't stress me out sometimes. It's not to say that I don't sit around scratching my head some days like, what the hell am I doing? But cumulatively, I really, really, really enjoy it. And that is also, it's, this is, it's just this weird world I live in. That's why I work so much as well, because I was dealt a really good hand. And I was put on the path I should be on very early in life. Mm -mm. So I need to go take advantage of that because a lot of people don't have that gift. And if, 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 you know, if you've been, um, oh shit, what is it? If, if you, that's it. If you have been blessed, be a blessing to others. I feel like me being put on this path it was a huge blessing so i need to go be a blessing to others mm-hmm. not that i'm some not that i'm jesus christ walking around and follow me everybody and 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 saving it's not like that but hey i was put on this path so i need to take advantage of it and then i need to build a world in which Puts as many other people on their respective paths as we possibly can. And that's in and build with, and that's feeding into the dirt world. I think a lot of people are on the wrong path in society. They're in these garbage jobs. Let's put them on a better path that's more aligned with them as a human being into the blue collar world so that they just enjoy what they do more.
1: That might be the most compelling answer. Um, you've ever given to me as far as why do you give a shit about this? Mm-hmm. Well, we've said that like, you know, the dirt world's awesome. Like that's like a reason you've given for that. But I think often, you know, you, you'll say because you, know these people deserve to, you know, have a, a light shined on them. You, you use more phrases that I don't want to say sound canned, yeah, but are like part of the, the, the business bitch a little bit. And to me, that sounds really real in a way that I'm not like, oh, got it, cool, cool business thing you just said. That sounds real, so I appreciate you speaking that way because um, that to me that sounds it's both compelling, but it also pretty authentic.
0: It's all, and that goes to like the investment conversation I'm having. All the conversations they're a ton of fun because I'm not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. Mm-hmm. I can just talk about it and I. I get wound up about it because it's, it's, it's real. There was, I had a conversation kind of following this trajectory here. I had a conversation the other day about how big of a undertaking the, making the dirt world, a better place thing is in creating this next generation. Mm-hmm. And it was this very intelligent guy who has run a very successful business in the dirt world. I was talking to very successful. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, you know, typical talking point about how the tech companies have this exciting lifestyle and it's sexy and the blue collar world isn't sexy. And he said, you know, if I were to give you two options, one in the blue collar world, one at one of these sexy tech companies, you'd obviously choose the sexy tech company. And I did not agree with him. And, and, and I'm, I was pretty quick not to, because it was, no, actually, I, I've worked for a tech company. And I was, I was miserable at the tech company. I've, I've seen the dirt world. I've experienced the dirt world. I know that's for me. I know that's the path for me. So it, didn't, it doesn't matter if Google gave, gives me a great job offer tomorrow. I'm, I have no, no desire to go that route because I have seen this other world that's so clearly aligned with who I am that I know that's the place for me. I don't have to go look in the tech world because I know that's not it. And I just I think there's a lot of people that haven't recognized that yet because they haven't had that experience. Mm -hmm. So it it was just, it was, it was real interesting. And that's why I'm so optimistic because it's me. I have no business being in the dirt world, yet here I am. And I'm here because I had these experiences in the perfect time of my life. How can we do that for as many people as possible? And how can we get as many people that should not be here here? Because I think it's for a lot more people than it than it than it seems to be. And and maybe that's uh that optimism is a result of my whole lack of experience. But I don't see why it's why it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And then okay great. We could think it's not possible and maybe that's more realistic but it has to be possible. We have to make it possible. So you know it, then where do you go? I I, I don't know. I, I just thought that example was so I could dismiss it so quickly because it's, no, I, I would have no draw to a tech company. And mm-hmm. I. the greatest irony of all of that is I, uh, for whatever reason, I now lead a tech company. Somewhat. Yes. Tech company, media company, services company, all of the above, the three divisions of, of company we have, I had no ambition of having anyone. Any of guys. them. <laughs> here, we, here
1: we are. But I think- To me, you being a photographer follows a similar path as, you know, now you're a reluctant tech CEO Yeah. where this is almost just a means to an end. This is just like a way to do the thing you want to do that's broader than that, which is make the dirt world a better place. Like right now we're focusing Mm -hmm. heavily on tech. Yeah. Who's to say we're doing that in 10 years? I mean, obviously we could still have this big... Uh, like technical footprint, a lot of technology, a lot of software, sure. But the next play might not be what the play is this year. No, it, So it's going to be some other thing. By definition, it can't be, well, it can't be. the same
0: play. Yeah. It cannot be the same play. It has to continue to change. So what we're doing today is not going to be what we're doing two years from now. And that's the point. That's exciting. That's super exciting, man. And that's the opportunity for everybody here. That's why this Billboard thing... Is so fitting for so many for everybody listening to this right now, and for a future team, because there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity, a lot of room to run.
1: Man, I okay, I've never thought about this before. This is something that is I'm making these connections live. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm sure that because of just the rate we've you know innovated it within our own company of just saying, "Ooh, here's the next bigger thing we can focus on." We're always going to continue to do that. And I'm sure a lot of that that approach is really terrifying to the majority of companies in the dirt world because they they do the opposite of that.
0: Yeah, well, I, if we're doing
1: something new all the time, they must they must not have found the thing that works. That's why our traditional partners
0: aren't super stoked mm-hmm. with us. I mean, that model fit us when we were starting our company, but we've outgrown it, and they they the criticism we've had is, well, you guys are all over the place. You guys are always changing. And that's the point. Yeah, we always are changing. But at the same time, we haven't changed. And I think I've talked about this. I might have talked about it on the recent episode. But we haven't changed. Our mission, it's been rock solid the whole damn time, man. That's it. Our mission was not, and we told our partners this over a year ago now, our mission is to not make this group of companies stupid successful. That's part of it. We want to make them better off anybody we work with. Clearly, if they're giving us money, we need to deliver them value in return, which is making their company better. That's absolute, mm-hmm. absolutely true. So that's something we need to do, but that's not going to ultimately make the whole dirt world a better place. I, I've been talking in these, investor company, uh, in these investor conversations. I tell them, hey, traditional logic, we would go get just a little bit more money. And we would go grow this at a sustainable clip, and go okay. Now we're at that next valuation, and okay, go raise a little bit more, and then go to the next valuation, or even 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 simpler than that, we wouldn't even do software. We could go create a killer agency, specialized niche agency. I could go make a killing. I'd go make so much damn money. Well, you just grow that for forever, but the margin. Not even, not even grow it, grow it to 10 million a year. And just live there. Have your 30% margin, you know, make a few million bucks every year. Dude, life would be good. Life would be really, really, everybody would get paid well. Mm -hmm. That's not, is that going to make the dirt world a better place? No. Is, is playing small with software and where we're headed going to make the dirt world a better place? No. We're going to have to swing for the damn fences. And now we're not going to be wildly irresponsible, because we are still reporting to um, 80 human beings and their families, and so that's big. we have investors that are counting on us. so there's, there's other parties at play there, so we're not going to be wildly irresponsible, but we have to do big things. We have to do things that are dramatically different than the industry has done up till this point, or else there's going to be no dramatic change, and there's no hope of accomplishing our mission.. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're like, well, why don't we just go get the money to go allow us to do the cool stuff that we have right in front that we know we could do? Yeah, Our our constraint's capital. It's not human beings. It's not human capital. Like every other business is constrained right now. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good in terms of people. We're ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Our constraint's capital. So that's why it's like, why don't we go get as much capital as we can right now? Because we know we can allocate that. We know we can go do some really cool things to make the dirt world a better place. And yeah, there's more risk there. Yeah, there's, um, you know, a lot of potential problems and pot- potential stress and so on and so forth. But that's the only hope of satisfying that make the dirt world a better place mission. So we need to go do it.
1: Thanks for going on that, man. I mean, that was a, a great bit. Fired up for coming out of conversations. conversations. Yeah. Um, I've also been thinking about Dan made a comment, I guess, on maybe when he and Randy were here. Mm-hmm. Dan was talking about, you know, who our competitors are and or who who our competitors could be or whatever. Yeah. And I loved that he was said it's it's the status quo. It's the thing that's already been working that a lot of folks don't see is declining, like it's not going to be there for forever. Um, and that companies who see themselves as our competitor, whether they're you know, there, there are new, you know, either. Photographers focusing on large equipment or, you know, small marketing groups starting up who want to help dirt world companies. They might think that they're competing with us anyway, But what they're doing is forcing more companies in the industry to consider that the status quo is not uh, going to stand for very much longer. So, yeah. like, they're, do- they're doing the work for us. Exactly, which is
0: the argument for the affiliate network. Mm-hmm. Let's go get all these agencies together on our team. And help us scale storytelling across the industry yeah. far faster than we could do ourselves. We can't do all the storytelling in the industry. If we try to control the storytelling in the industry, we're not going to make the dirt world a better place. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to satisfy our mission. Again, we could make a ton of money, ton of money. And yeah, we do need to create a profitable business, but we need to go bigger than just ourselves. And to the competition point too, I just sent an email to our leadership team about this. They're, they're planning for the rest of the year right now. Yeah. And one of the things is this whole competition thing, let's just stop thinking about competition. We're not competing with anybody Mm -hmm. and we're not disrupting anything. The the good example Peter Thiel provided was PayPal. So they could have gone into this payment space. We're going to disrupt the payment space. The banks. Yeah, we're going to see Visa. We're going to take Visa down. And they were (laughs) the biggest payment provider at the time. They still are one of the monstrous payment providers. You know, transaction companies in the world, the American Express, others. Instead, yeah, did they take some of Visa's business, creating PayPal and allowing online payments? Sure, but they added far more business to Visa than they took. So they took some, but they created far, far more. So they they created a new market, a new pie, so that everybody, PayPal. And the existing competitors, quote unquote, could have just as much as they want, because more people are comfortable and equipped to buy things online. Exactly. Yeah, more people are willing to transact online, which Mm -hmm. helps Visa, which creates a whole new market for Visa as well. It's a great point. So that's that's the opportunity we're looking at. We're creating a whole new market. There's nobody. There's nobody there. That's, and that's why. Our business has the crazy potential because we're creating something new. Mm -hmm. But that's also why there's, you know, the company seems to be all over the place sometimes and there's dysfunction. And we're over here one day, we're over there because we're doing something that hasn't been done. So I can't go look at the other guy and be like, hmm, so they did it that way. So I'm going to go do it this way. Like if I were to start a construction company, I have a lot of examples of construction companies. Yeah, you're, you're seeing it happen. I'm not creating something new. I'm creating a new company, but I can just follow a, a formula. Not that it's, that it's not that easy. Talk to Randy Blunt. It's definitely not that easy, <laughs> but there is something there that already exists that, that can guide me. And so I can create significant value, but it's going to take me a long time because I'm going to be chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at traditional market share. But over here, we can create insane value very quickly because we're creating a whole new market. That solves the industry's biggest problem.
1: And we don't have to talk about it like, oh, we
0: are going to disrupt. No, we're not not disrupting. We're just, we're just, you know, we're meeting the industry where they are. And we're, we're just going into the future alongside them. We're giving them the tools to go about it in the way they want to go about it. So it's not, we're not dragging anybody kicking and screaming. We're not criticizing. We're not here to disrupt. We're here to give the existing industry, the tools they need to go into that, that next generation. And then it's on them. It's their prerogative. So if they want to come along with us, sick. If they don't, sick. Yeah. The market is going to adjust itself accordingly. And we're going to be on the right side of history alongside anybody that comes along with us. We're the guide, but we're not the ones actually doing it. We're not actually making the decision to go
1: Change up our business. Mm-hmm. We're just creating the tools they need. Well said. Hmm. We got a message today. I think it was through the say hi form on the website. Yeah, asking some. I think tough, um, but probably. I mean, definitely fair questions about about our time in Saudi Arabia. You're an angel's time and and doing work there, and the way you've spoken about all of that. Um, Obviously, there are some more complicated uh, diplomatic situations with uh, Saudi Arabia in years past. So I, I was wondering if you could speak about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, so Saudi Arabia, if you're informed on uh, geopolitics, OPEC, 9-11, what's going on right now, Yemen, I mean, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of trouble around this, this country, this kingdom. And there's a lot of criticism about what this kingdom's doing right now, especially engaged in in their their war right now in, in Yemen. <clears throat> and I, I know all that. I understand all that. The the thing is, even if I completely walked into this, completely disagreeing with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and what they're doing, I would still be so eager to go to Saudi Arabia. Because we're just I'm forming this opinion on them based on what I'm reading and hearing from others, not based on what I've experienced. So I went to the country my second time. We weren't hanging out in resorts. We weren't just staying in one place. We went to five different cities across the whole country, cities, rural areas, small cities. We were across the damn gamut. And every time I'd ask, so what do you think about everything going on? And what hap- what's happened is They've had it's a kingdom it's an absolute monarchy one of the last in the in the world the biggest in the world right now absolute monarchy they have a king and then they have the crown prince MBS who has recently taken over the reins essentially he's younger like late 20s i think the guy is and has started to change the country up he's starting to change the country up which is why we were out there because of all these machines they're building this nation they're 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 modernizing a whole nation right now which is just crazy mm-hmm. And I asked all these people, so what do you think about all this? And I have, I've been to China. I've heard the talking points. I've seen how that plays out. You, you're not really getting the real thing when you talk to like a state-owned company in China, for example, and you feel like it's all just kind of a I feel like it's like a play almost. But this was completely different. It's remarkably positive. And these people really, really, really look highly upon what's going on. And they admit everything's not perfect, but life is a hell of a lot better there today than it was just a few years ago. Like even take women's rights, for example, women still couldn't drive just a few years ago. They have, they have way more rights today than they did just a few years ago because this guy is modernizing the whole economy because this guy's modernizing the entire kingdom. Now, again, it's not perfect, but you don't just in the United States, we think everything, well, because it's it's this way here, it needs to be that way in other parts of the world. Well, no, no, no. You're unwinding thousands of years of culture. It doesn't just happen overnight. And if it happens overnight, sometimes that creates more damage than if something unwinds slowly. What he's done is pretty remarkable. And based on their people's perspective, the people that live in that country, they look on it very positively across the board across the board. And maybe I'm still misguided. Maybe I'm just believing what all these people are saying blindly, but it seemed pretty damn genuine to me. And I asked every single person I met out there. Every single one. Everyone. And we weren't what these high level, I mean, they were normal people. Normal people. So based on my experience, I I see both sides. Is some of the stuff they're doing bad? Absolutely. Is what's happening inside of the country good? Absolutely. So it's, it's both sides. But that's, as a society, we want to, no, 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 no. You can't be on both sides, Alex. Are you kidding me? You can't be for gun control and own a gun. That's insane. Well, why can't I? Why can't I be on both sides based on my experience? And then the United States is always the good guys? Oh, uh-huh. So who's selling the Saudis all the weapons to have their war in Yemen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Raytheon, Northrop Grumman, you know, BAE, all the United, Defe- United States defense contractors, oh yeah, they're engaged in this war in Yemen. What did we do in Iraq and Afghanistan for two decades? It, it, there's a, it's a double standard there. One, it's, I'm not defending it, but there's a double standard there. And this is all just to illustrate the point that, hey, it's valuable to go experience things for yourself and you can be on both sides of an issue. You can be there's a lot of gray area in between every issue. And most people are within that gray area, they're just pressured to be on one side or the other. So, and okay, all of that aside, I've just been speaking on the insane scale of the earthworks. It's insane. It's crazy. So that's not me speaking on the insanity of the scale of what they're doing isn't An overwhelming approval of the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. It's just me, a guy that's excited about seeing massive earth moving halfway around the world, talking about it. It's like I went to the border fence project. Mm -hmm. I got backlash for that too. Because I went to the border fence project, I'm approving of the border fence. Well, who, who says I approve of the border fence? I went down there to go see both sides. I could see both sides as clear as day once I went down there Mm -hmm. and once I experienced it for myself. And it was a hell of a lot different than what people were saying it was on TV. So that's what I recognize over the past two years, COVID taught me a lot. I was one of the few Americans traveling across the whole country, may of 2020 and all, all of 2020. I went to 40 States in the year, 2020 during COVID. I was being told a bunch of stuff on television, regardless of where it was coming from, and then I would go into the real world, into all different cities, rural America, Manhattan, like everywhere, and I would see reality, and something just didn't add up. It was inconsistent. And so I started to realize, hey, there's value in thinking for myself here. There's value for in experiencing things for myself, having real conversations, forming my own damn opinions, rather than consuming opinions that have been created by other people. So that's, I guess, my explanation and that, you know, this is an internal podcast, so I'd like to keep that internal because I don't want to be, I don't want to get in, I don't want to be, you know, criticizing the Saudi kingdom, you know, blindly from Bildwet and this, I, that's trouble. I don't want to get in, but yeah, uh, it's just to say that there's value in experiencing things for yourself. There's value in, in thinking about things and forming your own opinions. And there's, there's value in not being on one side or the other. Or if you are on one side, at least just going to experience the other side and just trying to understand the other side. And even if you walk away saying, yeah, that's still fucked up, you at least can understand it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, and this guy criticizing, I wrote him back and I said, hey, I'm just assuming here, but you probably haven't been to Saudi Arabia, have you? No, nah, he hasn't been to Saudi Arabia. Okay. So you have one one side. You don't have the other side. You haven't been there. So how the hell do you know what's actually going on there? How do you know? How? Well, they said it on TV. So that's proof? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think everybody can agree that there's there's a little bit of trickery going on. So, again, I'm not I'm not offending what's i'm thinking i'm talking principle big picture here so
1: hopefully that makes sense well i appreciate you both underlying the fact that there's a lot of nuance there while also speaking on the idea that it's it's important to like recognize that that nuance and that gray area infrastructure has been politicized in years past it will always be it will po- always political. be politicized and if we're putting ourselves in a situation where we, f- we feel like our company and the, the mission to make the dirtwood a better place has to land on one side or the other of that all the time, that I think affects our ability to, to accomplish that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think affects our day to day of like, how are we going to hire? How are we going to talk to certain people in the industry? Like I think setting our, our setting ourselves outside of that is probably the right place to be. And I think both, for me personally and um, for the company as a whole, like really recognizing the, the nuance in the gray area. I think it's very important there.
0: And it, it, well, it's, a, it's a bummer too. Infrastructure shouldn't be political. Mm-hmm. Infrastructure is infrastructure. Infrastructure is concrete, pipe, steel, airports. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be anything political about it. And yet it, for whatever reason, is political. Um, and again, I, I, I totally understand I've done a lot of homework as far as what's going on. I I get it. I get it. And so I'm not saying, yeah, it's sick. I'm I'm all for it. Hey, just because they're moving big dirt, I'm a big fan over here. Um, but going over there is so valuable to my global perspective. And it really opens my eyes yeah. and really helps me make better decisions with this company, operate more effectively within the United States, see the world in a different light. It's super, super beneficial to go experience it for myself.
1: Yep. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I've got a question. Uh, we've got, I think, ten or twelve questions added to the list um, from when I sent out the email on Friday. Super. This sweet. is, is going to be great. Cool. All right. So I answered the truck one for you proactively. <laughs> you did. You went ahead and jumped out on it. Yeah. I, th- I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So this this person asked that this question stay anonymous. Okay. The question is two parts. First part, how do you recommend new build with people on the team to approach relationship building with you as your time becomes stretched more thin every day as the organization grows in size, scope, and complexity?
0: Yeah, this is something I'm trying to figure out. Um, I don't think it should be all that complicated, though. It's, it's weird. It's changed over the past few months as all these new people have come on, and you can just tell there's this... I still think of me as just some fucking guy. Like, I'm just some 27-year-old kid. I forget that this whole company exists sometimes or that like my name's on it. I mm-hmm. genuinely, I'm not super bought into all that. I don't, like, naturally speaking, I don't have super high confidence. I'm not, I'm not like a, you know, hey, like, look at me. I'm doing, I've, I've had to build my confidence and, and I still have to very much build it. So when I, I look at it, like, I'm just normal dude. But then you can tell there's this little bit of like space in between me and new people or they'll come on. They won't be, won't be totally sure. Or, uh, should I talk to him? Or is he joking right now? <laughs> and it's been really odd for me to navigate because I have to sit there and recognize, yeah, you dummy, you're, 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 you're leading this whole thing. So come on, like get with it. You're not just this kid. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking out loud here. These are not refined thoughts whatsoever. But I hope it's just to answer the question. Just treat it like you would anybody, and I'm trying to do the same. I'm trying to just get to know people. Like these are all people I am with every day. I better get to know them. It's not like, oh yes, okay, so Alex is uh huh yeah employee number eight, and uh, I need to make 15 minutes to meet Alex. And because he is my employee, it's it's not like that. Yeah. In this in the slightest, I don't. I just it's just a bunch of people I work with, and I want to get to know them so hopefully it's the same way from the other side like i don't know let's just shoot the poop give me a shout text me you know you want to grill i don't i don't i, I don't I, 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 you live close to the office now i live close to the office i mean my yeah my time is is thin for a lot of things but it's it's not thin for this business and the people within this business if that makes sense i mean that's a that's a core priority of mine Core priority is travel, get out, see the industry. And then the other one is care for our people, inform our culture. You know, get to know the human beings within this business. Stay connected with what's going on in the business. That's a huge priority of mine. And I'll treat anybody within this business as a as a priority over a lot of a lot of other stuff. So I don't know. I am I guess I can't answer that question very effectively because I'm trying to figure that out for myself, mm-hmm. but I hope it's just, I don't know, You want to shoot the poop? Let me know. Let's shoot the poop. And it's, it's, it's hard for me too. Cause like I said, I'm not, I'm not a people person. I'm not, um, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not naturally well-spoken. I'm not naturally charismatic. I, 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 um, it takes a lot for me to interact with people. So I am having to work against how I'm naturally wired, but I, I want to be around the people that, that work here. I want to get to know everybody here mm-hmm. as best I can. I, I, I don't know. It's not a very good answer because like I said, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out and it shouldn't be that complicated. It should be as simple as let's shoot the poop. Let's grill. Let's, hey, you want to come out to a job site? Cool. Let's come out to a job site. I,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm game. I think that I am in a unique situation because I think I get the most uninterrupted time with you of most people in the company. Yeah, probably. You know, Not many people you, get you for two hours and nobody else talks. Yeah, you, Jessica, Dan, Matt Briscoe. <laughs> yeah, Matt too. Yeah. He probably gets more, though. he gets a lot more time with you where neither of you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what's been really valuable for me is the time that you and I spend together, we have to talk. Yeah. And though a little bit of it is performance, I guess it's, I think it's been really valuable to, for me to, I think, get a good understanding for like both, you know, what you think about and the things you talk about, but also just like a good feel for who you are as like a person. And so I I think that allows me to better interpret think how we like we communicate. Like if if you, for example, I'm I'm happy to say this out loud. You called me after our call, on Friday, um, with just some feedback, for like you know both the podcast and for leading any other calls. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to my wife afterwards. Um, not not as like a listen to what Aaron just said. Certainly not from that point of view. From more of a this is just like a, a an interesting thing that. You know, happened earlier today, and I think her initial thing was like, "Well, are you, you know, are you frustrated with that, or are you? Did you did you take that as a? I'm sure it was feedback, but was that did that feel really really critical? And I think in our relationship, I'm like, no, nah, I know exactly what Aaron was calling for, and I know exactly what he was saying to me. Yeah. Um. And so I think that understanding is a is, and this isn't about you. I think this is about getting to know people in general but i think the challenge is i can know a lot of facts about you without like getting you you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. so i think i am in a position where i feel like i'm far more comfortable in that second category um and so i i could i think that the difficulty and the challenge as we grow but like as you said you're you are you do think about how you can build those relationships but the challenge is going to be how can people know you more than the facts of your life? I
0: guess to, to lay it all out, I probably think I probably spend more of my time overall thinking about the human beings that build with it than anything else I do. Mm-hmm. So just know that. Two, um, I've never done this before. <laughs> Important fact. And I've said that at a team meeting. Oh, hey, I, I've, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the club. Here I am, too. I've never led a company. So that's why I don't place a lot of value on all this extensive experience. Cause it's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have it, but I'm doing my best and it hasn't crashed and burned yet. So I sure experience is valuable in a lot of roles, but there's also something to be said for, Hey, if you can, anybody can do it at the same time. So I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So if you're there too, congrats, we're on the same team. Um, I view myself as just a kid. I'm a flawed human being. I don't always say the right things. I don't always think the right things. I don't always act in the right ways. I have made many mistakes leading this company so far. Like I am. And that's what's so confusing about this whole situation to me mentally is because I really do genuinely believe I'm just this, I'm just another fucking kid. Like I'm just kind of running around doing my thing. I work at this place called BuildWit. We're making the dirt world a better place. I get to see some tractors, work with some great people. It's super sick. Um, that's not to say I don't want to freak anybody out, too. It's like I take it very seriously, and it is the greatest responsibility of my life to care for this organization, the people here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, it's I, am, I am so flawed and wrong and all over the place. So if that's you, too, welcome. Let's talk about it because <laughs> I, 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 I try to be as relatable as I can. I get it. I'm somewhat unrelatable because we're doing this, which I, I can understand. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's not because I am – I'm able to do this not because I have – like, I genuinely believe I am not – I'm like, I genuinely believe I'm 51% smart. I'm 50 – I'm just, just smart enough. Like, just a little smarter than the average bear. So it's not that I'm smart or have this have had always this big vision or anything like that. It's that I was put on this path. I was dealt a really good hand. Really, really, really good hand. I was put into a place growing up where I was around business people my whole life. I was able to go chase this weird love of mine when I could. I was given all these great opportunities. I didn't have debt. I was able to start a company. I was dealt a one hell of a hand. I was put on that path. And then two. I have sat down and I said, I am going to work my ass off to get myself a good return on that luck. So I have the luck. Now I need to make something of it. Yep. And that's where my discipline comes into play. I am going to do everything I can to go create a massive return on that luck because I know most people don't have that. But otherwise, I've got no tricks up my sleeve (laughs) that are different to anybody else. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for talking about that. I think what I've learned all of that was super incoherent. (laughs) incoherent, So I'm really sorry to poorly explain that. Well, I think what I've learned is, uh, anytime Aaron is working at his desk, feel free to distract him, interrupt him as much as you want. Is that what that was? uh, was What he said?
0: Uh, just the the damn noises on people's computers. Oh man, turn turn your goddamn noises (laughs) off on your computers, everybody. What's all the dinging and notification? Like, how does anybody get anything done if your computer's dinging all day? Well. Okay. Yeah, sure. I have I have I have all <laughs> notifications turned off on my phone. I do that on my phone. I don't get text messages on my phone or anything. It's all turned off. I don't know how people get anything done. I don't get it. Amen, brother.
1: Uh well I think that's an internal podcast. I I feel like we hit a lot of really good things today. And I look forward to getting this out to the crew. This was and we'll get more questions, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a little more dense. Pretty dense. There's still one thing that you had said, Hey, let's talk about this on the next internal podcast that I've saved because we had more stuff we wanted to talk about today. Great. So all good. Cool.
0: This was a good one. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for the great questions. If you want to chat, feel free. Let's shoot the poop. Ben and I are grilling this Thursday. And by the time you've heard this, we've already grilled. So it's probably great. We'll catch you on the next one. (laughs) Stay dirty, everybody.